Support for Fresh Take is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engaged tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. That's right, the 4.0. Join over 20 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer to you for 20% off and free shipping worldwide with code. FTN pod at manscape.com. I'm one of the lucky few that have tried the new lawnmower 4.0 and I have been blown away by the performance. Just unbelievable. The upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on and off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K, it's over 4000 LED spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave. Did I mention wireless charging? Oh, Nelly. It's got wireless charging to make it simple and easy to charge the fantastic 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code FDNPOD at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code ftnpod and unlock your confidence and always use the right tools to get the job done with manscape you are listening to the fresh take network Take Joshua out of my marathon with Peter Klein. We're going to go into the one fall realm here. And, uh, you know, Peter, I know you're going to have a uh, rich fan on tomorrow on Couch Potato to talk about this. But, man, if I would have told you at the beginning of the week that Stone Cold Steve Austin is returning to the ring in 19 years, most likely, but hey, we're barely going to talk about it, what would you have said to me? Yeah, I, I would be shocked by all of that. Uh, by the, the fact that Stone Cold's going to be coming back potentially, and that by Wednesday, that that's not going to be a, a major talking point. It's it's been a a very weird, wild week in, in professional wrestling that that we're still trying to wrap our heads around. Yeah, so let's. We're, Cody is obviously going to be the majority of this pod, and we have and we have elimination chamber coming up on way earlier than I thought it was. By the way, like ten in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I was gearing up because like my, my wife is busy for most of the day Saturday and then into the night. I was like, okay, I'll watch Elimination Chamber, maybe do some Twitch after. Oh, it's at 10 in the morning. Well, I'll watch Elimination Chamber taped and then probably yeah. not do a Twitch after like it's 10 in the morning. Like th- there are a lot of reasons why this whole situation is just weird and uncomfortable, but I, I don't need wrestling at 10 in the morning. I'm, I'm cool with that. I was, I have a, uh, you know, on my, personal side i have a basketball game that i call and a hockey game that day so i'm like oh busy day but then i'll just come home and shut my mind off and watch wrestling and now i'm like oh now i gotta watch wrestling before take some notes and then go and do that afterwards so and we'll talk about elimination chamber because how this all goes into it but let's go to stone cold really quickly first of all and it really hasn't had the attention that it deserves to have because stone cold steve austin looks like he's not only returning to the ring at this year's wrestlemania but next year's wrestlemania as well 
it seems like there is a set of plans for an in-ring return that will potentially next year conclude against Brock, at least if some of the reports are true, and potentially doing three more matches this year. The opponent for this year's Mania has changed, it seems, in the last 48 hours. It went from being KO to, you've heard the new report now, right? Uh, I have not, no. Goldberg. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I don't... 17-year-old Josh and Peter are really excited. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. that's something I would do on 2K. But like for now, I don't know. Like I I, I don't know if... Because just having been someone who really enjoyed Stone Cold's podcast, I I don't think he really keeps up with it anymore. It's a lot of classic episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he would often talk about like a potential return to the ring. And he would say like, I just, I don't know if I can deliver the match that I want to have. Like he doesn't, he never struck me as the guy who just wanted to go out, get the big reaction, have like a two minute, like everyone's special meter is on full, a bunch of stunners, bunch of spear, whatever, and then have that be that. I I think he wants to have, if he came back, he would want to have like an actual wrestling match. And so that's not what you would get with a a Goldberg match, probably. No. Anyway, I'm assuming. So that, that surprises me a little bit. Well, with stuff like this, um, while I do appreciate all the reporting that is going on, I do tend to wait to just let it all play out before we, oh, okay, well, this is the way it's going to go. Um, I remember, I I forget who I was having the conversation with that I had with someone where we were talking and it was, oh, well, it's so obvious AJ Styles is going to be going up against whoever. And I was like, how is that obvious? Oh, well, Meltzer said it. Okay, well, follow on the TV. And then like, just because you have the reporting that it's obvious, if you just watch on TV, it's not that obvious. Like there's an actual build going on. So I, when it comes to those sorts of things, I tend to just let the, the television play out and see how it all goes. To me, and I know I've said to me a lot now, but mm-hmm. the, the, the one that makes the most sense is Kevin Owens. A, yes. he's shitting on Texas every single day and yeah. he has the stunner. I know they've gotten along very well, um, mm. but it, it just, that, that felt to me like A, someone who could get a very good match out of Stone Cold Steve Austin yes. and B, a ready-made story. So that, that was the one that I was kind of hoping for. I think that's still the one that's going on. The Goldberg one, I haven't found much stuff about it, to be honest. That mm. seemed to kind of be fluid. And, we are in, especially with the Cody stuff this week, we are in an age of like everybody saying anything. And I mean, my funniest thing is like Wade Keller kind of popped his head out of the bushes. Like, remember me? I may have some information. Yeah. I'm going to pop my head on the John Pollocks and the Sean Ross Saps that have kind of overtaken me. But remember me, guys? I have fucking, they've been listening to his podcast. Jason Powell's on there. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm back when I first like followed wrestling podcasts on the internet back in the yeah. day with Keller and, and that's a guy that I just, I don't trust anything that Wade Keller says, much like I don't trust anything that Mike Johnson says. Even Meltzer has been wrong. It kind of seems like the only person that kind of is getting stuff right lately is Sean Ross Sapp, to yeah. be honest. Uh, that WrestleVotes Twitter site seems to be okay. Pollock doesn't really seem to break stuff as much as it seems no. to be just a situation of, here's the news, I'm going to report it. He only really says stuff if he specifically knows it for sure. Yeah, and if something is happening, he'll then, okay, well... Let me get dot da 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 da. So he he is good at kind of um, adding the color to to certain situations instead yeah. of of breaking it. But yeah, Sean Ross Sapp has been just an absolute monster in, in reporting some of this stuff. And uh, admittedly, like with Meltzer and a lot of it, like there's they're sour grapes on both sides. But you go back and and listen to the, the Conrad Thompson uh, family of podcasts, and you hear yeah. all the stuff that all the the guys in the business were saying about it, and how many of the the rumors are wrong. And again, there's both 
this is one of those ones where there's three sides to every story. There's that person's yeah. side, that person's side, and then the truth. Um, I, I'm sure there's some of that w- with all of this stuff, but no, it's it's been a wild, wild week uh, of professional wrestling reporting. Yeah. So, and I guess the last thing on Austin is I. So I'm a, I'm someone that had already planned to go to LA for Mania next year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been on my backside, and now it's because I thought we we're gonna get rocks. So I'm like. I'm not, I don't know when I'm, this is probably gonna be the Rock's last match more than likely against Roman. It's kind of one of the worst kept secrets next year that he's facing Roman. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably gonna be our last chance. Now all of a sudden you add Austin. I don't know about you. I've never heard the glass break in person mm-hmm. in my life. Have you? I did. Yeah. Cause I, I was at WrestleMania 32 the last time they yeah. were in Dallas. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, again, it, it wasn't for a match, but when they came out, um, I forget that they were dealing with the what was it the League of Nations or whatever yeah the, that yeah. Wade Barrett and that's Sheamus. when we got the the one of the best stunners of all times with Woods yeah yeah awesome. yeah so yeah. I, I I saw that so I, I got that that whole experience there and it is I would recommend it I, I would recommend being being in person for that sort of a thing because it's it, it's like nothing else that I've ever heard before that obviously like that and the Rock and then being in person for an Undertaker entrance where it was pretty cool I almost would recommend. Because I don't know, like, because you said Austin's kind of like Brett in that way of just how meticulous they are. And that's why they have one of the greatest matches of all time of just how meticulous they both are. They're not Randy Savage level of this, 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 brother. Um, But I almost wonder if the better way to go about this is KO comes out, talks shit on Texas. Austin comes out, stunner, taker, chokeslam, Shawn Michaels, super kick. You get three Texas legends. Maybe even even get a Von Eric. That'd be really, really cool. Um, but that's about as far as I would go. I don't know if I want to see Austin in the ring. Now, maybe he'll prove me wrong and he'll be Sting. Right. Well, and that that's the thing, right? Like, we, we have to kind of change our idea of this because there's a 62-year-old right now yeah. who's having some of the, the best matches of his career. Like, he's already passed his, his WWE run. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think we'll get into the TNA run, but he, like, he, he is at least a couple of times a year, he's good for some stuff. And you look at some of the, the main roster guys now, like Stone Cold isn't that much older than Bobby Roode. And I get Bobby Roode. Lashley. The whole Bobby time, Lashley's but... 46. How old is Austin? Right. 55? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Echo, um, how old is Stone Cold Steve Austin? Live podcast, I love it. Here's something I found on the web. Oh, come on. According to latimes.com, Austin... 52 gained fame in the 1990s wrestling 52 52 wow yeah so yeah like he is deaf now there is different wear and tear on that body right like he he has been through a lot and he he has the neck problems and his knees weren't working 57 i knew that was wrong i knew it was wrong (laughs) yeah 52 seemed young yeah Um, i googled it so he's only he's 11 years older than bobby lashley yeah and he like he's someone he has a, a gym out on his ranch. Apparently, like, yeah. he bought a ring from High Spots, he did, and so yeah. he's been working in that ring. Like, I don't think we're going to get an hour long Iron Man match from Stone Cold Steve Austin. But do I think in the year of our wrestling gods, two thousand twenty-two, that Stone Cold could have a entertaining, um, athletic eight-minute match? Of course I do. Yeah, no, I, I think he could pull it off. So uh, again, as long as we're not accepting or not anticipating WrestleMania 13 level of a match here, I, I think that we will all be pleasantly surprised with what we get, unless it's Goldberg. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that. 
I don't want to see Goldberg. I mean, so if we are going by this plan for Austin that we're going to go this mania to next mania for his last run, which it, it sucks too. Cause I just watched that mania match. Like it's perfect. His mass match with the rock. It's, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I hate these tarnishings of matches because Sean's last match with taker is really good too. And now I'm just going to remember both Sean Michaels and Saudi. That's fair. I, I do think the further we get away from it, the, the more that changes, right? Like we've talked about this yeah. before. I don't think of Joe Montana with the Chiefs. I don't yeah. think of Michael. Well, like you don't Wizards. think of Flair facing Foley in TNA. You think about the match with Sean. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The TNA is a great example for like half of these guys that we're talking about. Right? I don't think of Sting against Hulk Hogan uh, yeah. at one of the Bound for Glories that they had. So the ring like, of power that Abyss has. Right. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. That was... <laughs> oh. Man, one day, um, Peter, we will do an impact, a TNA pod, and it'll be oh man, I, alcohol required. Oh, yeah, I, I always liked watching TNA because it would then make me want to play the video games because I was like, well, I could book like this, I could play yeah. video game book like this, it'd be fine. Um, but no, like, I, I don't think that this will tarnish the legacy. I am with you though, because I was thinking if you had rock for two nights in LA, because I'm assuming this two night thing is now just a thing, if yeah. you did rock Austin for one and rock against Roman in another. Like that, that would, that would sell out the place, but I don't, cause you're right. That last match is perfect. And the story going into it was perfect. And even just like the, the clip of Jr. saying like, this is one of the great rivalries that we've had. And the good money says you'll never see it again. Like you just, you have all of this, that, this that's building up to it. So I, as cool as it would be. And I think the buildup would be phenomenal. I don't know if I want to see that, that, that would be, that would be very disappointing, I think. But at the same yeah. time, I would geek out for it. Yeah, like, I mean, you're looking at the, I, I think this mania is looking actually not bad on paper for the most part, but like next year yeah. you're looking at potentially Rock Roman, Austin Brock, and Becky and Ronda. Just those three matches alone next year. Uh, and I got kind of giddy for a second because Jericho I thought was free and then Meltzer corrected it because his option did get picked up. And we'll talk about having wrestling contract options, which I did not know was a thing until this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks like this match is going to happen and it's going to be really exciting. I just hope that, you know, like you said, he got the ring from high spots. Uh, and we've seen people come back from neck injuries and terrible things like Brian, like Christian, like Edge. So Paige is just on the sideline now being like, when is it my turn? Yeah, I, I keep waiting for her, it to be her turn too. I, mm-hmm. I thought we might get it at the Rumble. I was yeah. wondering if we got it in AEW. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I keep waiting for that, but no, it's you're right. Like that, that's another part of this. Like we, we have seen guys whose careers were just over, done, and th- they have been able to come back with, with these things. And for, for Stone Cold, it's very clear that a it ended a lot earlier than he wanted it to, and yeah. I don't know if it ended in the way that he wanted it to. So to to me, it, it would at least make a bit of sense that that he wants to to come back for it. I I will be there with bells on for sure. Like I. At any time the glass is breaking on television, I'm going to be watching. And I've said before that the WWE has kind of played all their legends cards. Like I, there isn't yeah. really that sting out there now that that could get me excited. This would bring me back as much as I, I hate the reliance on nostalgia. Yeah, this this would definitely this would definitely get me to to be a hypocrite on a lot of that. Well, they got what three dream matches with him potentially. You have, I mean, if they do the Goldberg one, I don't want Goldberg at, at, at Mania, but if you did it in the Saudi, that is a dream match. Not, yep. not this age, like I said, when we were 17, 18, if that would have happened, we would have lost our minds. Like you said, if you did it on 2K. The big one, I don't even think is Brock uh, as far as the dream match. I think that's the match that got away. 
So obviously mm-hmm. Austin has talked about it. I think Brock kind of talked about it on McAfee this week a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, it's Cena. That's that's yeah. the match. And that's why I'm like, do you do next year? Do you do Cena and Austin or that? And that's, you know, Cena and Austin, especially now with the success that he's had with Peacemaker and he's growing in his career. So there is dream matches there. I mean, I'd love to see him against AJ because AJ would give yeah. him a hell of a match. Um, but it depends like where Austin wants to go. I'm assuming he wants Brock. He wants a Goldberg match. He wants his KO match. And maybe if he can get Cena, those are probably the four. Is there any other ones that you can imagine he'd want to get if he, if he does have this run where we're having maybe a Saudi show, a random pay-per-view, like a SummerSlam, and then the, the last mania, if that's kind of what we're hearing, if it's one last year run. I, I wonder if there would be something with a Randy Orton in there too that, mm, that he might want, like someone who has cutter. been kind of toward the top for a while. Another yeah. thing I'm thinking, I wonder if they, and we're, again, we're, we are just spitballing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I wonder if, if, again, you have Rock Austin for a couple of nights at WrestleMania, mm. do you go a New Japan route and have a tag match and Rock Austin actually team on one side? Like, would you do Rock Austin against Cena and Roman? on one night and then the next night the singles matches of both of those or like there there'd be a lot that would have to change storyline in a year to have roman teaming up with anybody but would you do something like that like these two guys if we want to get them together one more time the last four generations right exactly yeah like could could you do like that sort of a thing um and you like hulk hogan could be a a reference you you beat me to it you beat me to it (laughs) um and so i wonder about that and I don't know how much pull he has in the company anymore. And we'll, we'll get into that with some of the other stuff we're going to talk about, but I, I would imagine triple H would want to kind of poke his nose in there on, on some kind yeah. of a, a stone cold Steve Austin thing. I'm assuming he would. The, the one match out of anything, I think K will be cool. Seen is the match I want. That's the one. Cause I remember mm-hmm. during tough enough and there was that clip going around and they asked like, though, I can't remember what wrestler has seen a, uh, asked Austin something and, they just was like, so Austin, is there any match you wish you had? He's like, yeah. And he just looked at Cena. <laughs> oh, that would be good. And that's the thing. Like you have all the, like the, the Brock storyline is built in. Yeah. Um, the, the Cena storyline, like you can, you can go that way quickly. And like, there's, if they let it, there's enough on the podcast of Stone Cold saying like, God, you got to sync that the, the STFU in a little bit mm-hmm. more. Like you, you would have a whole bunch of things. And also, one thing that Stone Cold has never lost is the gift for Gab. He he would oh, be God. able to, like, if they did Stone Cold against Omos, by the time WrestleMania came around, Stone Cold would have talked me into such a tizzy that I'd be excited for it. So, like, any match they want to do, if if he is physically ready to go, like, I don't want to be uncomfortable watching the match, but if he is physically ready to go, then sign me up for whatever he is into. Yeah, again, it's, it's also about bringing up the young talent if you're going to do this, guys. Like, even with The Rock, if The Rock is the one that's supposed to beat Roman, then I hope he drops the title to a Braun Breaker by that for the next pay-per-view or something to get a Braun yeah. Breaker or someone over. Like, cause obviously I'm assuming Rock's going to be the one that ends this Roman reign, which is um, probably not the one I you want. Cause you want it to be a star talent, right? We're about to get into mm-hmm. Cody thing. It's like, it's great. You're bringing Cody back. But like, the problem is like, there's not as many dream matches for Cody per se. There is, but like not in the same way, because in AW he had all the young talent there. Right. And even if Austin went to AW. I think we'd be talking about like, oh my God, can you imagine against Punk and against Brian and this and this and this, and these guys could deliver into a good match. We're talking yeah. with Austin and WWE, it's more nostalgia acts. Yep. Yeah. And that, that, that is the difference, right? Um, like just, you just mentioning AEW was like, oh, okay, well, Punk for sure. Yeah. Um, and just, just and it almost happened. Battles. It almost happened. Yeah. 
just the promo battles alone with Austin and MJF would be oh, oh my god <laughs> I, right I was gonna add, speaking about MJF I was gonna ask you this uh because I had this question with the Cody stuff uh and just all the wrestling if you had a number one pick for a wrestler right now in all of wrestling is MJF your number one pick or is it somebody else oh man that is a good question um he's definitely high up there yeah. I, I still and I get like out of sight out of mind Kenny Omega to me is still the best wrestler in the world yeah uh, um, the promos are a little goofy though so maybe god yeah I hadn't thought about it but MJF might be number one you're right like it's, it's yeah. either MJF or, or Kenny Omega and it's just a matter of what you value in your promotion I guess with, with a little bit more of the talking like one guy is significantly better in the ring but the other guy is significantly better on the microphone and which one do you value a little bit more and we kind of talked about this when we talked about our hangman stuff a few weeks ago. It's hangman just kind of has MJF's title right now. We're just kind of waiting for double or nothing for this to happen. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this Adam Cole match. I mean, it's going to be really, really good. And okay. And then can we get to the, to the MJF match? That's the one we yeah. want. We want him to have his title ring and be an asshole and want him to lose the title. That's kind of what we want to get to. Yeah. It's so weird. Cause like AEW generally, the pay-per-view matches, like none of them are throwaway matches. None of them are, yeah. okay, let's just get to the next thing. But it does kind of have that feeling right now. And even after the, the Texas death match, which was absolutely insane. So good, yeah. Even after that, you have no buzz around Hangman Page and Adam Cole. It feels like, anyway. Um, but no, you're right. Like that's, it, it is MJF's wrestling world right now. And we're all just living in it. So we'll talk now about the big story this week. Cody Rhodes. We can call him Cody Rhodes again. Um, <laughs> by all signs, is headed to WWE. Could be there. He could be on a flight to Saudi Arabia right now. We do not know. We yeah. have no idea. Um, but I expect to see him in the next two weeks. Uh, again, we don't know for sure. if. But it, 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 at this point, we're hearing number figures and everything. It seems pretty at the point we can talk about him being in the Fed. Uh, I'm just... I don't know where to start first, Peter, but when they had the press release and everything, I sent it to, you know, I sent it to you and a few other wrestling fans. And I, I still, until about a day ago, I thought it still was a work. Yeah, man. Yeah. I thought so too. Like it just all, it all, because Cody is so um, passionate about like tailoring everything to the hardcore audience. Um, it, it really felt like that this was all a work because after he cut that promo, on everyone in AEW except for the guy who he was facing it felt like okay this is a guy who's setting up like his stuff for the rest of the year and yeah. if I'm if I'm Tony Khan like I understand okay we'll get things done whatever I don't know if I'm letting him do that if I don't know that I'm keeping him right like that that seems like why 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 would you let him go out and cut the promo and talk about being a free agent if you didn't actually know that you were going to bring him back so it's it to me it's a rare misstep from AEW in that sense but no like this all felt like some kind of a work and i'm i i am i am stunned and i'm with you like there's there's just so many different talking points that come to mind regards to like what it means for AEW, what it means for WWE. How did we get back to this point with someone who was so anti-WWE for the last few years? It, it's all like, there's just so many different things that you can go with right now. So let's go with what we know for now. And then we can get to we can get some, maybe some booking or stuff down the road here. So what we know is it seems from all the reports together now 
that everything kind of went wrong in December 2019. Now, why is that date significant? That is when the worst angle in the history of AEW happened. The terrible Dark Order segment with the terrible punches. Mm. That's when that segment happened, which Cody booked. And Mm. it was very shortly after that that Cody lost the book. And that it fully became Tony Khan. And he slowly started losing EVP status. And so did the Bucks. In fact, I didn't know this until this week. The only person that has EVP status now in that company and doesn't really have it, but kind of has it, is Kenny for the women. Hmm. But the Bucks have nothing. The Bucks are just talent. And Cody more or less was just talent as well. But then would go out of his way to do stuff. Like the boots, apparently Tony Khan had no idea what the hell he was doing. He just did it. Which again, we talked about it. It was like, that was weird. Yeah. And hmm. you could hear Shivani and JR be like, uh, what is going on here? Yeah. So it comes hmm. down to the, the loss of the booking power and the EVP. The other thing I didn't know is, so obviously, you know, a lot of us, you know, I remember watching the New Year's Eve being the elite when they all announced it and everything like that. And we all kind of thought, well, Cody's the main brainchild of this. And he was kind of doing those uh, media interviews the way the Hunter was doing the for NXT for a while. Yes. Right. So it's like, okay, well, Tony's the Vince and he's the Hunter. Um, and so you just thought, oh, he, he's the secondhand right man. When the company was started, the Bucks were given EVP status. Kenny was given EVP status. Jericho had some kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Cody was not given anything. Hmm. And the Bucks and Kenny had to talk Tony into doing that. And to giving him the oh, EVP really? status and having it. And then we kind of fast forward all the way to this past week. When Meltzer had the tweet out, well, the lawyers are saying this. I'm like, why is there lawyers involved? He's a t- wrestling guy getting cut. It's because Cody, t- uh, Cody thought he deserved equity of AAW. Oh. Which Tony said, no, it's my company. I have it all. And Cody's rationale for everything and why he's been so unhappy is AEW doesn't happen without me. Tony's rational is, well, I'm the billionaire. I started a wrestling company. And Cody is, well, if I didn't do all in AEW is not what AEW is right and he has a point right like that that that's where we are yeah like that that was the start of AEW and also kind of the start of the end of Ring of Honor too um but no and it's it it has been an interesting dynamic and it kind of highlights how much things have shifted over the last couple of years right because at the beginning it was the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody and Jericho are doing this thing and yes. Tony Khan is funding it. And yes. it has slowly morphed into Tony Khan's wrestling company. Um, and now, again, for better or worse, because like it's been a great company so far, right? Yes, like as, as far as we can tell, that the wrestling's been phenomenal, that the television product has been, I, I think, improving greatly. To what extent now is that sacrificing things with Cody and with the Bucks and, and with Kenny Omega? The, the Bucks, if I'm not mistaken, they re-upped a contract uh, a little bit ago, right? Like they, Their they options for- were picked up. Again, I did not know that there was options. Tony had options, much like you have a player options, right? James Harden, yeah, his option got missed by the Sixers a few days ago, for an example. He picked up Kazarian's option, Christopher Daniels' option, who's in the office, has not been a talent mm-hmm. for a while, Kenny Omega's, the Bucks, and Jericho's. He did not pick up Cody's. Yeah. He could and have so, had Cody like- till 2024. Yeah. 
Um, and, and so that like kind of shows the, the writing on the wall there. So uh, it's interesting they have options because now, like, you can see where the, the sport, uh, sports owner guy is kind of popping in. Like you said, yeah. like, that's something we've had in sports. We haven't necessarily had in wrestling. The thing that I keep coming back to is, like, th- th- this feels monumental. But then you look at it from AEW. And again, I don't know how much Cody was doing behind the scenes. But from just an on-television standpoint, I don't think it means that much. You know, like, we've I talked every either. week about how every Cody segment feels different than everything else it's on Cody AEW. World. And I feel- it's Cody World. Exactly. And I feel like he has a lot to do with that, right? Like Mm -hmm. uh, as much as like they they don't have the book or whatever thing, whatever like that, I do feel like there is a lot of creative control in AEW for, especially for those guys. Like I feel like the Bucks aren't doing anything they don't want to do. And Cody isn't doing anything he doesn't want to do. And in fact, I think Cody gets to do a lot of just whatever he wants to do. And that's why everything that he says is so batshit crazy all the time. But from a, a television standpoint, I don't think that the show loses a whole lot by losing this character. And again, I don't know what he does behind the scenes, but on television, I'm not going to miss it. I'll be honest. I'm not going to miss the, the uh, Cody AEW segments. I had one or two DMs of people that have listened to our pod and been like, what are you and Peter going to bitch about now? About AEW? I'm like, I don't know. I think probably nothing. He, honestly, probably nothing. Cause <laughs> the Cody thing was just as different world. And it just, the, the you know, and he was having good matches like the Sammy Guevara match. Mm-hmm was great and the malachi black matches were great and you know a bookend of aw like you can't go much better it first match in the company is that match with dustin that's a certified five star and then the match with sammy's pretty close to a five star so i I can't get mad at that i I understand now on the outside to some people you lose uh the perceived secondhand man to tony khan and he's gonna go to the competition that's a little weird especially like you said like the guy that's trashed WWE almost every single chance he's got and shows that Vince is always going to welcome you back with open arms at the end of the day. Um, so that's where I, the thing is like, okay, so he's unhappy with the book and unhappy with where he was going, but now you're going to go to WWE where you don't have any creative power. You're going right. to have writers writing your promos again and Vince dictating everything that you can do. Whereas, you know, as bad as things were and you didn't have creative you know, the book and everything like that, you still had the back end of Warner Media, your own reality show, the, the, the go big show and everything. It, it's very puzzling of where everything goes. It, and to me, it almost comes down to, and then and then not having what Brian and Punk got compared to what he thought he deserved. It, it, it kind of comes down to ego at the end of the day, it seems like. Yeah, it really does. And I do think that there is a sense of the, the grass being greener like oh i don't yeah. have all of these things i'll just go over there it's like well you're definitely not going to have all of those things there um like you, you want to talk about a controlling environment that feels like a controlling environment over yeah. in wwe so yeah it just it feels like a lot of hurt feelings and it feels like a, a lot of ego and we, we kind of talked about it before instead of going to wwe which hey look like go out and get paid like i i have if you want oh, to yeah, do that for do sure that. i I would have much rather he started in another wrestling promotion, you know, like just, all right, well, fuck you then I'm going to go do my own thing. Cause there's so much talent out there that is just overflowing right now at mm-hmm. AEW and free agency, like Braun Strowman and EC3 are starting a wrestling promotion. Surely to God, Cody Rhodes would be <laughs> able to, to maneuver something to be able to get his own thing. I don't know if there's another channel that Dusty um, had wrestling on that. He can kind of try to sap. We'll talk to the, Billy the Corrigan. Right. Go to NWA. Yeah, exactly. Like it just, and that's the thing when, when you have someone like when we, 
when we talk about Brian going to, to AEW, we also talk about him wrestling Zack Sabre Jr. And we talk about yes. him wrestling uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki. And we talk about yeah. him potentially with Shibata and going into the G1. We talk about all these options. When we talk about Cody going to WWE, we talk about Cody going to WWE. And then maybe he's in a WWE Studios film if they're still doing those. Like that's, yeah. that's basically it. Is I don't know the, the, I don't know the dream match. USA? We don't, right. I, like Meltzer and everyone's like, so what's the dream match? Because exactly, I don't know. Yeah. People are like, will he face Roman? I'm like, maybe. I don't know. I, I just, is I don't that know a rematch of the WWE world though? Like, the, the no. last time this guy was on their TV, he was stardust. Uh-huh. Like, again, he has done well to build up his his reputation. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll watch, and I'll. I'm sure there'll be some stuff that I'm excited for. But my, a couple of things. My thought is that he is from a wrestling sense, not a family sense. He is the Shane replacement, right? Like Shane was supposed to have a big jump off the whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. Not that Cody's going to go do that. But now I, I think whoever was bookmarked to face Shane gets bookmarked to face Seth. Cody. Like that's, Seth. yeah, that, that's kind of, that, that's kind of where I, I think this is going to go. Cody versus Seth, which uh, two cravers, uh, two characters that'll drive you up the goddamn wall. But yeah. um, I, I think that that's, that, that's probably that's my assumption for where this goes. Like there was an obvious hole. They have now signed someone and they can, the story will be different, but I think they can easily slide that guy in there. And to that point, I wonder now if Seth wins the chamber. Maybe. Yeah. Roman goes and screws over Brock and costs him, you know, the double championship, easy story there because Brock's not taking a clean pin. So Roman Mm -hmm. and and Heyman go in some, you know, like kind of like Sean did to take her that one time pops out yep. of the underneath the she will find a way to do it yeah even if the usos go in or something screw brock over and then seth walks away with the title then you could just go fuck off and do lashley and almost even if you wanted to do that and then seth and cody can face each other uh and and have that match i guess because seth i guess has kind of been the most anti-aw guy and then, like the, he's the kind of the closest to the the company guy because perceived to cody his dream match is hunter but yes. that's not happening anytime soon right um, and that that's the other part of this is that while thinking about this, Cody has been very anti-WWE, but yeah. specifically anti-Hunter, right? Like the, the, the sledgehammer to the throne and the all shovel. of these types of things. And whatever, whatever image we have of Triple H now after NXT is not the image Cody has coming mm-hmm. from his time with Legacy against DX and how that probably could have been handled a little bit better um and so like that there was obviously a bit of hurt feelings coming out of that that have stuck with cody for a very long time and i wonder if this happens if triple h is still a prominent figure in the company right like it's obvious triple h has been phased out i i wonder if any of this happens if nxt is still the black and gold brand run by by paul Levesque. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, and we don't know Hunter's health status either because of the heart attack. It sounds like he's still, you know, recovering from that. Yeah. That's, I mean, and you could do the whole NXT, you know, NXT versus that Jacksonville group or whatever you wanted to do. So that's, and, and here's the other part too, Peter, is so Cody didn't want to turn heel and Tony and him really batted heads in that because of his charity work and because Cody wants to go into politics and felt that would be bad for his future in politics, which is like, Cody, you've been a heel for like, 60 70 percent of your career why mine yeah. like they're not going to go back and look at that so good luck telling also, man you're not going to be a heel good luck 
you have you want to go into politics and you're worried that a tv character is going to cost you when you got a giant fucking logo that is i get it's the american flag but like you got this giant gargantuan thing that looks like a sore on your neck but you're worried that you making the crowd in indianapolis boo because you shit talk the cults is going to be the reason you don't go into politics come on yeah the joke was vince is gonna be like Okay, yeah, Cody, you get $3 million. Vince, what do you think? God damn it, what's that on your neck? 4.5 million, get rid of that shit, and I'll see you at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, we'll pay for we'll pay for all the lasers and then the makeup to cover that thing up, because that, oh, what a miss that is. That See, th- th- this is a human being who needs an editor. And may- maybe, maybe in WWE, because, like, thinking about it, the stuff that frustrated me with Cody was the, the actual character and the promos and stuff like yeah. that and the, the stories around that not that wwe is perfect in this way but maybe this is a guy who's just better with a writer than maybe. he is just off the cuff it may be because we don't have to go into cody world as much and i mean i i was asked this by a friend and i'm interested in your opinion where cody was in the current aw landscape was he a 10 top 10 valuable asset to them and i said no no, 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 no. I, no, no, I don't no. know if he's top 20. I probably can name 20 people more valuable than Cody on that roster. Yeah, like he he's no, no, I I he he's just like honestly, I'm excited to see what they do with the extra TV time now. That 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 is that's where I was at with the Cody character. I want it to be more focused on the women's side of things. Yes. Um like I think that is when we talk about things that we'll bitch about about AEW, uh now now that the, the Cody bitch has been slid to the side, need to see a bit more women's representation on there. But yeah. No, he's just, he is simply not. Like, I, all the, the rest of the elite are ahead of him in value. It, it, Punk, Brian, uh, MJF, Britt Baker, Sammy, uh, Jade Cargill, Sammy, like the, the inner circle, um, yeah, like the, House the guy of who sells popcorn, uh, the pro wrestling tees. Like, he's just, <laughs> I, I just, I don't feel like there was a Dan whole lot of value to the Cody character. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Brody's kid, like you all of them. all the monies um, now to Danhausen that Cody gave. Yes, up. all the monies for Danhausen. Yeah, that that's the real reason is that he was yes. afraid of Danhausen. Too much money. Um, yeah, exactly. So no, like I'm I'm interested in a few things in AEW. I'll watch them in WWE. I, I think that there, you're right. Like there isn't like a dream storyline that they could come up with that it's like I can't wait to see Cody. It's in not this. AJ, I'm, by the way, either. Like like it's AJ. I'm like. No, that's Kenny's match. That's not Cody's match. Yeah, they, they could kind of like Cody with the whole the Bullet Club is fine thing after AJ left. Like you could you could lie about the story and try to, to weave it in. But even then, like you don't have the good brothers there to, no. to really any of that. Like Cody against Finn. I like, I just, that there's nothing, there's nothing there that's like, yeah. Good matches, but the, right. the, the and then, story is... Uh... Is Cody viewed as a main event guy, or are we going to be seeing in a year Cody wrestling for the Intercontinental Title in a ladder match? Right, like where 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 is this man? I don't think he's a main event guy. I mean, I I think they I think they're going to bring him in. That the one thing that WWE has here, there's a few things. Is they in there at their next uh, quarter conference can be like when they're when their stockholders like, well, why are you losing John Moxley and Brian and Adam Cole? We got their EVP. Yeah. So that can yep. say that to them now. And then there's this notion of Cody guys that are very mad that he's gone. And two of them are big. And that's Sammy Guevara and MJF, whose contracts mm-hmm. are up in 2024. And we've already talked in the past that Fox wants MJF. Yep. So 
that's a, that's another reason you'll have Cody as an asset there. So do you want to bury Cody that much? Because you probably want to get MJF. No, that that's, that's very fair. Um, and that, that's another interesting wrinkle in, yeah. in all of this. It's just someone, someone made the comparison of Cody to Jeff Jarrett and I can't get my head around that. And it's like, my first reaction was, Oh shit, that's a little, and I think Cody's a better wrestler than Jeff Jarrett yeah. was, but it's a guy who has carried himself as a main eventer that probably isn't a main eventer. Oh, okay. And side, probably yeah, got, yeah. yeah, probably got more main event opportunities than maybe his, his skills and specifically his mic work would lead you to get like, there's, there's enough comparisons there that I'm like, I can see where that one is coming from. Yeah. Like, I mean, some people said like uh, Meltzer thought it was interesting that the priest and AJ match on Monday was so short. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, what if they change pace and he's facing priest. And they, then, you know, Alvarez was like, well, no, they can't do that. Like you can't bring Cody to do that. And I'm like, that's about where I see him is facing priest and you're facing a young talent in, in Damian priest. You'll have a good match. We know Damian priest is, is good, but like, they're like, no, he has to be in a world title match right away. I'm like, does he, I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think now if they want to get him to where, like if they want to maximize the value, then he should be in a, a higher up feud than, than priest. Well, yeah, he's like getting he 3.5 million dollars. So he should be higher. He, yeah. He should be in like the bad bunny stuff. You know, like, yeah. I, I feel like he could be, he could almost be like the baby face Miz where mm-hmm. you can send him to a bunch of interviews. He's great. I, I've interviewed him before. He was lovely to deal nice. with, which I feel, I feel bad shitting on him now. Um, but like, he's, he, he's great on camera. He is great doing the media. He, he could be kind of a baby face Miz, which again, it is a valuable role for that company. But from a television standpoint, I don't know if that's really where he would want to be. So the, the, this whole thing is, is interesting. And then, on the, the AW side, what do you do with Dustin now? Not that Dustin's been on TV every week. Apparently but they're not close. What do you do with Arn? What 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 do you do Arn, with Arn? I don't know. Arn, I don't know. Uh, Nightmare Factory, I don't know. QT, I don't know. But apparently QT and Tony have built up a good relationship. But like the Nightmare Factory, that's not owned by AW. That was mm-hmm. that's Cody owns that. So the Nightmare Factory, like I, I, like and I, you know, Meltzer and a few other people, like is Anthony Akogo under? aw contract right or is he just doing dark matches because no one really knows so could some of those guys go to nxt potentially yeah. I, I don't know like uh, and look i mean for anthony agogo it's not like he can be worse booked worse than nxt and, and, I'm, I'm, right. and I'm literally saying that because he was booked really and that was a major miss by cody on yeah. on, on that feud uh, and Cody's had good stuff. I, I think he is, you know, a good worker inside, but he does need a good dancing partner with him. So if it is Seth, they'll put on a four-star match. Cause oh, yeah. that's a good dancing partner. And he could potentially get to that level. And I, I think for Cody too, it's a sense of Meltzer uh, said, I couldn't do the all in the all in pay-per-view. And I proved him wrong. They said, yeah. I couldn't, you know, do Japan and I proved them wrong. And then he, you know, they said, I couldn't have four or five-star matches. I proved them wrong. And now they said, I wouldn't be anything in WWE. It's time for me to prove them wrong. And he has the ability to do that because there was a lot left on that plate there for WWE. He is a good looking guy. He's yep. pretty good in the ring. And like you said, he's very personable and has that, that charisma that can be showcased. That's why Warner wanted to get in the Cody Rhodes business, having the reality yep. show and having good big show. So there is those positive traits that can be really made good. Like you said, to be a Miz and to be a WWE superstar. 
Yeah. And like you, you have Brandy as, as part of the, the, the package as well. Yep. Um, I, I don't know how much of the package she is going to be, but she, at least there is an aspect of promos that she is good at. Um, I, mm. I don't know if I would have her talking every week, but there, there is an aspect of promos that, that, that she does quite well. And so I, I think that that is also a, a positive in this. Like there, there is a world where this is a home run. For, for WWE, where, where they come out, the, he, he has a match where he looks like gangbusters and he, he goes off and he wins money in the bank and then the WWE championship and they have a new main eventer for years and years to come. There, there is absolutely a scenario where this works out pretty well for WWE. It, it is just, we have been so beat down by, okay, this is the big guy who is coming in. Finn Balor is going to get this opportunity and it's going to be, oh, what, what's that? He's not even in the Royal Rumble now? Oh, okay, great, awesome. Yeah. All right, well, the Good Brothers are going to be, oh, they're not with the company anymore. Like mm -hmm. there, there's been a lot of times where we have been excited about free agent signings and what this could mean. And then it kind of just fizzles out into nothing. And that's why there's the the skepticism. Like we said, like Cody is with the right partner in the ring. He is excellent. And with editing, I think he can be a very good character. And he, he's, he checks off so many boxes if handled appropriately, this could work out very well for WWE. It could. It, it's funny you mentioned it the could also thing. fall into his face. It could. They they bought when he had the magic control. I'm like, oh, they're gonna give Finn a push. Okay. And then we had him flop like a fish. Yeah. Yeah, that was so disappointing. And man, I wonder what would have happened if he doesn't get hurt after winning the, the Universal Championship. Like that, that that's a, a great yeah. what if in professional wrestling. Yeah, because that kind of derailed everything. And I, I think the other interesting thing would be what the negotiations are for Cody. And if they do see him as a personnel developer, if they do want to put him down and do some stuff with NXT as well, and kind of, because it sounds like it's Pritchard right now. So maybe they want to mm -hmm. have Cody there and be like, hey, like behind closed doors, you kicked our ass. How did you kick our ass? What would you do right. on Wednesdays? Yeah. Uh, Tuesdays, no, I, I guess I they're think on now. Yeah, I think you would be valuable in that role. Um, and, and I also think like one of the ways I could see them using Cody is kind of like Wade Barrett when Nexus happened and he was the, yeah. he, he's kind of the leader. Like I, I could see him being the leader of a Braun Breaker, someone else, someone else group, which shows how much yeah. I pay attention to NXT. I couldn't come yeah. up with three. Carmelo uh, Hayes, I'll give you one. Right, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, like I, I, I do think there are there are roles that Cody would fill very well. I know I've been shitting on it a lot, but like that there is absolutely a world where this works out but well for both sides. It, the one thing that's just going to be really interesting is like, I don't think the ship is sinking, but the podcast, whatever it is, if it's an Austin pod, if it's if he does the one with Renee, fuck, if he jumps on with Bill Simmons. I mean, Bill's, the, I will say this about the story. It was on the New York Post. It was in the New York yeah. Times. It's been on the, it was on the LA times. It's been yeah, on Forbes ESPN. Had Forbes had it. Bill Simmons talked. Bill Simmons does not talk about wrestling very often and have his main wrestling people on his podcast. He talked about this Cody thing for 45 minutes on his Tuesday pod. So like we said, Stone Cold Steve Austin's returning to the ring for the first time, probably in 19 years, maybe the biggest star in the history of the, of the business. And this yeah. overtook it because I think it's, I think it's the side of the drama and the shock of everything because yeah. this guy is perceived and maybe that's his point. He's perceived to be the, the co-founder of this company. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I thought he had more value behind the scenes than he had yeah. um, in front of the camera. And now he doesn't have that. So it's, yeah. It, and it's interesting now how to, to see how AEW goes about things. Cause this is, this is the first blow to the other side. This is, yeah. um, 
like Hall and Nash have left, but hey, WWF has Johnny B. Bad. You know, like the, the this that, is this I is heard the first so much Mark Merrill this week. <laughs> that name has been thrown around all week. The Mark Merrill stuff. Yeah, it's probably closer to Paul White than than, than Mark Merrill. Yeah, I've heard over. Mark Merrill. I've heard Pillman a little bit again okay. because they were yeah. taking the pieces. Um, Paul brought up the point. Uh, I think it's Paul. Of could this be their Jericho? Of it was there, and we knew it was there. Yeah. But he just and you mentioned he just needed the the brims edited to find it. And Jericho's yeah. even talked about it. Like WCW, he was very close to being who he wanted to be, but Vince kind of cleaned the edges of everything like that. Yeah. So and they we'll see w- when they do that well, they're better than anyone, right? Like that's and that that's that's always been the frustration with WWE is that when they are on, they're the best, and it's just a matter of just can get there because i want i want them to do well i don't want to come on here and shit about how unwatchable raw is every week like i yeah i I don't want five hours of my week to be hate watching something i want it to be great and the thing is too you have i I, the creative control is the last thing here to talk about brock has it roman has it well brock is one of the most entertaining themes on television right now he is amazing and roman made the call about the tribal chief and Everything he does is normally pretty good. And it sounds like Lashley has minimal to a little bit of creative control with MVP. And consistently, Lashley's segments are pretty good yeah, for the most part, right? So uh, and I assume Sammy and KO have something as well. I mean, Sammy kind of talked about that. And look, I think there's a perceive from that Sammy interview too. Like, by the way, Tony did not offer either one of them contracts. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which, yeah, it's interesting. So, and that was the thing too of they were fighting over the budget. And Tony's like, this is the budget. I can't go yeah. over it. So Tony Khan does have a budget, despite you looking like he doesn't believe in it. He does have yeah. a budget. Uh, but Sammy said in that interview that when he resigned, he's like, I'm happy here. And I think that's a misconception from us with all the cuts and everything like that, that there is talent there. Like Sasha says she's happy. KO said he's happy. Sammy said. So there is people there that are happy there. Uh, you know, from the outside of us, it looks like an unstable workplace because you know who's going to get cut. But I think we're learning more now. Nia Jax, we know why she got cut. Uh, it sounds like we know now why Roman Strowman got cut. And it was, I'm not going to get into it, but it was pretty much for the same reason that Nia Jax got cut, even Marie as well. So some of those things are kind of coming out now why those individuals were cut by Vince and the company. And yeah. so when you hear that stuff, it's like, okay, well, now that I know that, I kind of get it from their side. And mm-hmm. now we're hearing stuff with Keith Lee the last few days of AEW and his attitude in the back. And that's kind of a reason that led to him being cut. So I, who knows, maybe there was more of a reason for some of these than we really know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like we get caught up on the wrestling and the story and all of that stuff. And then it's like, we talk about it here, Cody's making three and a half million dollars. You know, the shit I would put up with for three and a half million dollars, uh-huh. but $350,000. I'll kick my cat. Like what, what like just, whatever you want me to do i'll do it um for but like for a lot of these guys money helps and also like we get caught up on oh well this storyline isn't going anywhere oh well this match was only four minutes and they're like i don't don't care um like there there are different motivations for different people than just i want this to be entertaining and i want more for this guy um i I think we put as wrestling fans put more into some of these other things than than these wrestlers do yeah like you know in in the case of sam and ko like they're both like WWE lets us live in Quebec. They don't mm-hmm. expect us to go to Saudi. They're more respectful for Sammy for the reason why he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. They respect KO's reason for his friend why he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. 
which, you know, when he had the Austin Theory match, was like, well, we know KO's not winning this shit. Uh, and yeah. KO's like, I, you know, I don't have to go on the road as much because they know how much my family appreciates me and I get to live there. And Roots talked about the fact that he gets to go back and forth between Mississauga and whatnot because they prefer some of their talent to be more around Connecticut, obviously, if they can be. Mm-hmm. But, and Sammy's like, I just get to go up. I'm kind of, Vince just says, like, do this stunt and do this. He's like, everyone kind of wants me just to be El Generico. He's like, but I've done that. Yeah. He's like, and now, like, spoiler alert, he's the Intercontinental Champion. So, could probably have a good match with somebody at WrestleMania now for the IC title. Right. Well, and like a lot of these guys, like as much as Brian and Punk are elsewhere, like this, it's probably fun that KO and Sammy still get to work together and they have AJ yeah. there. Um, yeah. And like Seth Rollins, that there was crossing of paths and stuff. Yeah. And now they're all and working Edge. together. And Bobby Roode, like, yeah, like there's a lot of these guys who have kind of come up together. Like they're working with their friends. How, how could you not want to do that? It's a fun thing yeah. to do. Um, yeah. And yeah, like you, you get to, to have a little bit more to your life than just professional wrestling. And uh, the, the WWE hasn't always been okay with that, but it seems like they're getting better with that. So no, it's, and it's, again, the, the main thing is WWE, the wrestling world is more fun when WWE is fun. And I'm happy that these yeah. guys are staying there and it's not just robots from NXT getting called up. Yeah. I mean, and even like with Brian, like it's again, like it's not all doom and gloom. Punk has his reasons and I sympathize with his reasons, but even Brian did the whole love letter to the athletic. And I'm pretty sure Brian just is like, I just want to face Okada and Kenny Omega and I haven't got a chance to do these matches so and he tried to stay he tried to stay with the Fed and make the New Japan deal work and it just didn't work so Brian's gonna do these three years he's gonna have some fun matches probably come back have one last run with WWE and then retire so and I think that's kind of what the agreement was he's like I just want to go wrestle I don't care about money some people don't care and Cody he wants to cash in so whatever works for anybody I'm not gonna object about it in this profession right now uh, and like you said, it's better when they're when when WWE is good. This past Raw wasn't good. Uh, the last few Raws have not been good. Um, oh. And you know, Chamber. We'll talk about that really quickly here in a second. You know, always gives us a dirty feeling. But uh, I, I thought Pollock brought up a good point when he was doing his AW review today. He's like, it's kind of crazy how we just are just kind of like yeah, it's it's a Saturday pay per view. We're kind of I don't want to say we're over it because you and I when we've talked about Saturday like oh Saudi ugh. But then you're like, well, yeah. I, I am kind of interested. So unfortunately, I am going to watch. Yeah. Well, and that was that was the thing, too. It was easy to boycott the first few because they yeah. kind of sucked. You know, like yeah. there wasn't like I, I, I wasn't enthralled by the nostalgia of Undertaker and Kane against Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Like that didn't that didn't hook me or anything like that. But now you're putting actual impactful things on it. And it's oh, kind of need to watch that. And mm-hmm. it, you're right. Like it, it has. It, they've just kind of held the course they they they've even like lessened the we're not mentioning saudi arabia on television it, it's just a, an, an international event and all of those things and they, they've lessened that and this is kind of a, a lesson from everything that's gone on in the world the last few years like you just keep doing people will initially shit on the thing you're doing because they should and you just kind of keep doing it and you normalize it and then it just becomes a part of the the everyday yeah this is just this isn't even a special show anymore this is just another show on the card it's elimination chamber like it's just yeah. another show in the year instead of a tuesday crown jewel wow this is a crazy um once in a lifetime weird thing nope this is just one of the pay-per-views now and it's just completely normalized it yeah and i hope Which for sucks. yeah i mean everything around saudi and everything is really but i mean we've never had more women on a show and we you and i talked about this last time 
it you know it is annoying to us as westerners that becky and lita are going to be covered right yeah and in many ways though i do want to respect their culture but it's also like you're also restricting women from being women as well so it's it's this it's this unfortunate mixed thing but look we weren't out and Sasha's talked really elegantly and some and Natty and everyone has talked much more elegantly about it as women. It's like, we cannot give change unless we push change. Right. So yeah. we have what, and this match in this card, we have over 10 women having a match on this show. That is yeah. fantastic for those little girls that are going to be sitting in that Saudi crowd that, you know, may have whatever BS from that their side that's going to put into their mind. They're going to get to see all these women in their crowd and have somewhat of an empowerment that they're not going to probably get anywhere else in that state. Yeah, and that that's that that is that that's always how WWE has sold it, and to their credit, they have now delivered on that, right? Like yeah. this is like you said, this is the most women on a, on a card by a long shot, yeah. and that that is positive change, right? Like now, I don't know if you're going to completely alter how how women are viewed in that neck of the woods but it is at least positive progress and that you're right that wouldn't happen if they they weren't over there they're not getting that for free you know like no. they aren't the wwe isn't doing this just as a human rights mission that like that the the other line on their their budget books getting 40 million dollars each quarter certainly helps things out lita's i'm kind of worried for i'm like is lita gonna do some like cheeky pride uh flag like somewhere on her gear and see if she can get away with it i'm like lita please be careful yeah i i i think that is something that is monitored by wwe very yeah. very closely yeah. like th- this is one of those times and aware favorite clubs for everyone when he was out there yeah exactly yeah like there's that there are just certain certain political stands that you, you just you can't do over there right yeah whether we agree with it or not um so do we have anyone i'm, I'm sorry if i'm do we have anyone that's open uh, sonia so sonia won't be on the show obviously i don't think she no. is no she is sonia's on the show holy crap oh wow okay well um there was one last time too wasn't there i thought i can't remember now um yeah but i i feel like they've at least kind of crossed that bridge a little bit but again like none of them are open on television right like mm. they you, you don't have that as part of someone's character on tv um the closest for sonya is total divas that's the closest that we know that she's open right um and that like i I don't even think that show's running anymore right so like as far as the the current product is concerned um not not, very few of these people have any sexual interests in anything at all that they are strictly performers who go out there and wrestle and the, the opposite sex is completely foreign to them yeah all right, well, let's go over this card really quick. Um, so we have Rey Mysterio with Dominic against The Miz and Maurice. Maurice will be the most covered up we've ever seen her covered up. That That is certainly correct, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine Rey gets the win in this spot, but like th- this has been an all right feud. The weird yeah. thing is like you're feuding over the cover of the video game, and I get why, because the video game's coming out in yeah. less than a month. It, it, it would, it's showing The Miz's character has a, a wild misunderstanding of like the time it would take to print up new covers if they're like it, it, your time to bitch about the cover athlete for the video game was about eight months ago talk sir. to 2k the, about the, Kyrie Irving yeah remember that <laughs> yeah remember that yeah yeah well, they, they had a, a real stretch there of, of cover athletes who who got yeah. shipped out in, in some way shape or form for a bit so yeah, yeah like um I mean like 
NHL had to change it uh, in 04 when Danny, Danny Healy, Healy. Yeah. Yeah. Did that thing. Um, so the, there's like, there are times where it's been altered, but I, the, the Miz has a real misunderstanding of the, the marketing that goes into a video game, but it's, it's been an okay feud. I'm, I'm wondering what Ray's involvement in WrestleMania is going to be. I think you have to have him involved in something. I've heard Bad Bunny. I've heard Bad Bunny. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, I don't and, know and if you wanted who, to... but I don't want to do Bad Bunny with Miz again. We've done that. Yeah, it, I mean, maybe this is maybe that's the Cody spot. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, Cody and Cody and Ray had that, that was honestly one of Cody's best feuds. Um, when when he went from dashing Cody Rhodes to um, the, I'm I'm hideous. Uh, oh, like you, you had those. It. I the, that, that. I, I I really liked that Cody. Um, but by the way, so do, maybe which the, music the, do you think he's getting? Because I love Smoke and Mirrors, but I do wonder if he'll get the down straights on if he because he has the rights. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if like you, you probably won't have the wrestling has more than one. Royal yeah, there's family. no fucking chance. The, the the other one's right back there, like beside you when you're walking. Yeah. Out. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I could. I could see I could see them going with the music he has now. I think that would be that. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it, uh, I think Ray gets the win here. Yeah, I I agree with you. Just because Two K probably wants it to be that way too. I I feel bad for Miz. Like he kind of needs a win on a big show because he's yeah. lost lost a few to Edge and probably needs to get one over. So if that happened, I would be shocked. But just also in Saudi too, it seems when nostalgia acts for the most part get over, and yeah, you know they want to sell Ray merches to all the people in Saudi as well. So. There's that. that. Then we have this tag match. Ronda and Naomi against Charlotte and Sonya. There is a rumor that Ronda will have one arm tied behind her back. Cool. The sports entertainment. Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it, it, it means that there's a bit of a hindrance before you get into a Ronda-Charlotte match, so you, you don't just give away a lot of it for yeah. whatever. Um, I don't know. Like, I would love to have a prediction on this. I'll say uh, Charlotte and Sonia get the win here, but to be perfectly honest, I don't think the result of this match really matters all that much. I could see Sonia getting the win over Naomi, and then we probably get the big match at Mania. Yeah. Yeah, that seems yeah. like that's where this is building to. Cameron comes out and interferes. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Falls count anywhere with Happy Corbin, so I guess this is more or less a handicap match. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it's not going to be 25 seconds. Like it's a, yeah. it's a false count anywhere match in Saudi. There, there's a bit of a, um, uh, I guess the bar has been set with what Lashley and Goldberg did the last time. I think yeah. this gets a bit of time, but there is in, in no world that Drew McIntyre doesn't come away with a pinfall victory in this match. No. What, what's Drew doing at media? Man, I have, I don't know. Hopefully something important because this, this Corbin thing has not been good at all. Like I cannot think of a. I can't think of what it would be. Him. I cannot. I, yeah. yeah, I don't have the dancing part. I mean, in some ways I'd almost be. Do you send him to Raw to face um, Priest? Maybe like, do you do him against Sammy for the IC title? I guess you could do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's maybe the way they're gonna go because he's not. You know, maybe I guess maybe yeah, maybe him and Sammy just because. Then he gets the secondary belts, and then you know you kind of have the dynamic with him there. Maybe at SummerSlam you can do IC versus the the main title there with him yeah. and Roman. Well, and be- because of my working theory that we are still going to get title versus title at 
WrestleMania and there, there can only be one champion coming out of it. I wonder if they are going to put a little bit more importance on the secondary titles. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Drew getting the IC title kind of, he, he becomes the SmackDown champion when the, the undisputed champion, uh, like, like that belt there, uh, yeah. is over on, is Beautiful over on belt. Raw. Beautiful. Belt. Oh, it's so good. Uh, we have the Usos against the Viking Raiders. I have the Usos winning that. Yeah, that yeah. this match will be about four minutes. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, this will be a, an USO, which is too bad because these are two very good teams. But yeah, USOs for me. And I don't know, like, who's the number one take team on them? I guess it'd be New Day. We'll probably take the titles at Mania. Then I guess for the eighth, ninth time. Yeah, probably that, that, that'll yeah. probably be the match. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Lita for the Raw Women's Title. I think it'll be a fun match, but Becky is winning. Yeah, yeah, I think that there's a, a bigger role for Becky ahead, but I'll be interested to see what Lita does here because some of the, the stories is that she wasn't really set for a, a long run, even though a lot of us thought she could be. Um, yeah. well, we'll see if she has an impressive performance here. She probably works her way into a, a WrestleMania plan. I really thought the tag titles was going to be like the Bellas versus Team Bestie for a while there. I mean, I guess, you know, you could technically do that turnaround really quick if you wanted yeah. to, to take the titles off Selena and Carmella. And I had to really think about that for a second there. <laughs> yeah. um, so maybe you could do that, but yeah, I don't know where she'll go from there. I actually really, I really thought we'd see more Bellas. I'm kind of surprised yeah. but with Mania coming up. Maybe that's where the Bellas come back. I don't know. Well, yeah. And again, you, you have like a lot of that build might have started already, except some people might have some issues with Saudi Arabia. Right. So yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe Trish has an issue with it. Maybe the Bellas yeah. don't want to go. Well, they don't uh, like Canadians. Um, right. So that's why like, we do not have any Canadians on this show other than Brock. Right. Yeah. Saskatchewan's greatest athlete, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, I, I tweeted this out. He nailed the pronunciation of Saskatchewan on the Pat McAfee show. He, he struck me as someone who was going to get that wrong. He nailed it. Um, but yeah, so maybe, maybe the Saudi factor is kind of messing with things. They don't yeah. want to start that big build and then have an interruption. Start that on Monday after after elimination chamber and go from there so that's I, I do think saudi might be getting in the way of a couple of things we haven't got the dark side of the ring next season announced we, we know there's a next season we have another shows how long do we get that plane ride because we have the good brothers well, now we have brian we have a few people yeah yeah I, I think you could tell at least a lot of it with just the good brothers ftr um, Strowman. yep yeah, was was Pritchard there at the time? Because he would be someone who would talk on it quite a bit if yeah. once he eventually gets laid off for the 50th yeah. time from, from WWE. But no, like that one, it's and, probably coming soon. And Adam soon. Cole's there, so he could talk about having to take a flight to SmackDown within like five hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad that uh, that, that McAfee is under the, the umbrella because he, he would be a good one for, for that one too. God, yeah. Uh, all right, then we have the women elimination chamber match. The winner will face Becky at Mania 38. Liv, Rio, Ripley, Bianca, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, Alexa Bliss. I think there's only three real answers here. Yeah, and and they're all intriguing ones. Uh, so it's definitely yeah. Dewdrop. No, uh, <laughs> like they they have done a very good job with that gauntlet match. All of a sudden, Rhea Ripley is back to being the Rhea Ripley that we thought she should be. I think uh, I have her win. Um, I think I they have could. Her win. Yeah, like yeah. I I would be I would be on board with that. My my hope is Bianca. Yeah, um, because I think that's where we're going. They kept them to, away. To write this wrong, like that, yeah. that that feels like the the way that this should end. So I'm I, my official prediction is going to be Bianca. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's mine too. Um, I could see, you know, again, like the so the three are Rhea, Bianca, and then Bliss. I think they did as good of a job as they could with those segments. Yeah. To be honest, they they were fine. I don't, I don't, it's not making any worse to the year list, which I think most of us would have thought these are making worse to the year list, and they're gonna be forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, and like it, it accomplished what they wanted to accomplish with the character slowly changing back yep. or whatever. Like, I just so, don't like that she uh, has Lily still, but that's a shop, that's a merch thing. So I get it. Yeah, and that's that. That'll be an easy storyline when yeah. like some someone will, for once and all, kill Lily, um, and that'll be a big storyline for a little bit, and then Alexa will be back to normal, and the, this yeah. whole time will go away. Yeah, yeah. I have I have Belair winning two. I could potentially see this still be a three-way though with Rhea included in it. Yeah, I, I could see that as well. Uh, even yeah. if you wanted to do a, a fatal four-way with Alexa Bliss as well, yeah. you know, like yeah. that would, it's not like they haven't done that with a, a gimmick number one contender match very recently with Seth Rollins yeah. winning a, a ladder match for day <laughs> Everybody. one. Everybody. And it turns into a fatal five-way with yeah. Brock Lesnar winning the title. So yeah. like they, they, they could do that. I, I hope they wouldn't because I hate it when that stuff happens, but I could see that happening. Roman and Goldberg, look, we obviously know who's winning this match, but um, just, I hope, you know, I don't try this, the jackhammer, Goldberg, because you're not going to be able to get Roman up, I don't feel like. Uh, yeah. But, you know, some spear-offs, just two, uh, like Biggie said, two meaty men pounding each other up. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, two, two meaty men smacking meat. Um, yeah. th- this is, I-, I think it's going to be fun. And honestly, I have raised expectations after the last showing that Goldberg put on. I, I thought mm-hmm. he was great against Bobby Lashley. So th- this is, this is the style of match that Goldberg's going to be good at. And let's see. I'm, 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 a, I'm at least interested in it. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, I mean, I, I almost wonder, I'd almost put this maybe the start of the show to get the crowd excited, like to get the crowd hyped. Mm. Cause then yeah. you want to save Roman before the chamber match. Yes, the, the, the win and then to, to potentially if he does screw over Brock. Uh, mm-hmm. And so then we have our three-way match. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Seth freaking Rollins, uh, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Um, maybe a potential I'm going to put on there. Austin Theory question mark, Cody? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you have this, like you could say like Brock decimated him and so there's a, yeah. a mystery opponent. And yeah. it, it ends up um, being dashing Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my prediction is Brock. I, I know you have the, he gets screwed over and whatever. I am still holding to this undisputed champion thing. I, I still think that's what they want. That they would not throw out title for title as much as they have if we weren't going to get it. So I, I, I am officially saying Brock Lesnar is winning this match and we are getting a title for title at WrestleMania. I'm pretty sure you're correct. But just to be a little bit different, I'll pick Seth because I think I think there's only two people you can. I, I, there's three people actually, much like the other one. I think there's three people for reasons of the match. Well, I guess you can almost talk yourself into anyone four feuds in this, except for Theory, because you can. Yeah. Uh, and Bobby, I don't. I don't think Bobby's retaining. Um, like, yeah, I could talk myself into Riddle because that could be the feud for Randy. Randy gets jealous that he's the champion, right? Yeah. And, like they could. Riddle wins this. He becomes the champion. They have their tag match against Alpha Academy. Randy takes the pin, saying, you were distracted because you're the WWE champion and you didn't care about the tag titles. And I put up with all your shit and look where you are now. So I can see that potential there for Riddle to have it. But I don't think Riddle is ready for the title yet. But you can see that potential there. AJ, because 
makes sense if you want to up the edge in the AJ uh, feud with that, yep. right? Um, Seth talked about it for the Cody feud potentially. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you're probably right. It's probably going to be Brock just to have that title versus title. And then you can kind of maneuver all these other things around. But if I had to say a second guess, it would be Seth. Like, who's your, if it's not Brock, who's your second guess? Yeah, if it's not Brock, um, I, I am with you that it would be Seth as well. Yeah. Um, I can, like, I understand the thought of, of Riddle. And I, I get, like, the where they were kind of thinking with that potential Royal Rumble win and, mm. and stuff like that. But I just don't, I don't think that feud needs it. Like, I, I think that you are like riddle against Orton has a main event type of a feel to it whenever they mm-hmm. do that. Right. Because that that's been the most popular tag team in WWE for a minute now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think you're kind of taking a main event away. If you put a championship in that as well. Um, same thing with AJ edge. Like it just, I, I don't think, I don't think it needs it. I don't know what the appetite would be for two guys in their forties and fifties going for the WWE championship at WrestleMania. Yeah. So not that we're avoiding that, but I, um, I, I think, yeah, Seth Seth would make the most sense to me. You kind of see the dancey partners for everybody here, right? Potentially, yeah. like you, Brock and Roman, Bobby and Amos, seems like that seems like the match. Uh, theory, I can I see versus, theory, I can see versus Priest. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, AJ and Edge. And then Riddle, I don't know. I don't know if that's the Randy match yet because we've heard, like, they didn't think it'd be as successful as they and it has. And I think they're second in merch right now, only behind New Day. So yeah, like they've consistently been the most entertaining segments of yeah. the week, you know. And they've you, you've now elevated Alpha Academy into yeah. into Thank another you. level. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they the they've done a great they, they've done a great job with that. And and so like this is an act that can help establish a tag team division pretty quickly if they wanted to. So I I would not be in a rush to to break this up. You could I do. I think they're facing Alpha at Mania. Yeah, I think you could do a lot. Like this could be, you could build this to the point where it's main eventing next year's WrestleMania. You know, like you, you could yeah. build it up. If you wanted to just do Riddle wins the Rumble, uh, jealous whatever at next year's WrestleMania, you definitely could do that because there's still chapters to be written in this book. Yeah, I I don't think I'd split RK Bro up yet. You're selling merch still, right? Randy can take TV off for weeks at a time. I know he had COVID that one time, but you know, with how, you know, he's being a father and, you know, him and his wife have like kind of have like a cheap, cheaper by the dozen situation going on. Um, you know, it's nice for him to kind of be away and he's an older guy there and Riddle can just go on and have these matches. I would have them, you know, whatever gets screwed over in the match on Monday. And then I think, cause Kurt was rumored to be part of this feud. So maybe you can bring Kurt into there. Maybe bring Gable Stevenson in yep. with Alpha Academy or something. And I think you, that gives shine to Gable and Otis at Mania for a match. I Like you said, I don't think there's any need to do this match at Mania this year. As much as I want to no, see it, even, it's not, don't need it. It's too rushed now. Even the it's next, like, even, even in the next year, like I, we yeah. talk about building the take team division up, you can do that. Or if you want to give Orton a breather for a month, Riddle goes into a singles feud against someone and Orton's just his yeah. manager. And then vice versa, Orton goes into it. Like you yeah. can, just because you have a tag team together doesn't mean they can't also do single stuff. WWE does this all the damn time where, okay, we're ready for these guys in singles runs. Now let's break the team up. Or you could just have them doing their thing, but still be tied together. I, I think that that could work here as well. And, you know, we were talking about who the USO is facing. If there is a situation of, okay, we're going to blink the titles up then. Okay. We have USOs versus RK bro for the titles. Who's going to be the Ooh. number one tag team title. 
next and then that'll be though you know one of the hottest matches the usos had for a while because rk bro has not faced the usos and they have not faced new day yet right and like how entertaining would all of those feuds be you know yeah. like i i think you could do all of that yeah again and, and for randy i think this is the best and he said like he's having some of the most fun of his career and i think for riddle you know it was dicey there if he would make it from he was like one of those nxt guys and he's made it now but now yeah. and there can be the slow burn with him and anything and you said you could slowly burn next year to him winning the rumble or whatever to do it now or what? And look, it's WWE. I'm not going to give them too much credit on anything of bad booking, but it's six weeks now for mania. I think it is now too, like you should have started turning the screws already. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It would seem if they, all of a sudden things started falling apart on Monday, it would seem extremely forced. Like this is one you can slow burn this thing real quick like that th this could be honestly the, the way that they have built it up and the way that people are behind riddle and the way that randy can be just an asshole on yeah. television this could be a year-long feud you know like that this could be a next year's royal rumble to 2024 royal rumble like that they could you you could get that much out of these guys with this feud because of this so i i think i think doing it at this year's wrestlemania is just it's such a rush it really really is your take division, especially on Raw, is pretty weak. And, like, you know, all respect to the Street Profits, we've seen Street Profits and Alpha Academy, you know, a lot. And I think if that's the media match, I'll be happy for those two guys to, you know, have mm -hmm. their feud and everything like that. But I, I think doing something with Alpha Academy, even if you bring in Gable Stevenson for his first showing, having him in the corner there, I think that's a nice highlight for him to at least yep. put the parallel and the attention onto Gable at WrestleMania with Alpha Academy and with Gable, to me, he's been my most improved player this year on the mic. Oh, yeah. Like he has completely changed his game on the mic. He is, he is becoming rookie Kurt Angle right now. What we always wanted from him, he's becoming that. You think this is a step up from Shorty G? I, I, I'm surprised. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even Otis, I think Otis too, like it's, it's, it's somehow worked Alpha Academy. Like for the first time in a while, they have four pretty quality five five quality tag teams in there in there and vikings raiders really should be one because war machine was awesome but unfortunately yep. they're just not there no no they're just, it's certainly not viewed as wwe is there there for sure but they will have a great match with the usos i don't doubt that yeah. it, it technically yeah. is a dream yeah. match seeing war machine versus the usos <laughs> right yeah just we, we've had a bit of the dreams taken away from that one but no you're right yeah so uh was there anything else I missed from this week in the world of wrestling with how crazy it was? Uh, I don't think so. Ring of Honor is starting to announce their Hall of Fame uh, people, yeah. which is kind of cool. Like it, it, it really seems like they are all systems go for for Dallas uh, WrestleMania weekend, which yeah. is so exciting. I'm I'm so fascinated to, to to see that. Also, we don't talk a lot of MLW on this show. There's a big turn in MLW this week. I'm excited for that as well. Um, so it, if you're looking for more quality wrestling, I, no, hashtag not affiliated, but yeah. uh, MLW on a week in week out basis, when they're not putting Enzo on their television, uh, oh. they got some, they got some great stuff. What was the turn? Uh, you had Alicia Toot, their interviewer and yeah. uh, Richard Holloway turned on Alex Hammerstone after a match oh, no. with Pagano for the, uh, the title um, that they've been doing like, because Hammerstone and Holloway were part of MJF's group, the Dynasty. Yeah, right. And they, yeah. they've they've stayed together. They just went to it was called MLW Azteca, um, which was it was basically their Lucha Underground. They were in Mexico for six weeks. Uh, yeah, Dario I heard Cueto they're kind of doing some Lucha Underground type of stuff. Yeah, like Mil Muertes is back. 
Um, we, we've seen Psycho Clown pop up. Like they, they've done yes. a lot of Lucha stuff and they had like basically like Hammerstone got kidnapped and placed in like a Mexican prison and Holloway had it. to do like a hardcore match with Pagano in the streets of Tijuana. And then he got arrested and they like broke each other out. It was this great, like big redemption thing. And now they're back in the States and Holloway just turned on, on Hammerstone. It was, it was quite the build and not something I was expecting uh, this week. So uh, MLW, definitely check it out. That's amazing. And uh, I guess the other minor free agent news is Charles Alexander is a free agent right now. So yes, uh, but that is more complicated because he can't go anywhere just like nibbly nilly because he's Canadian. So uh, visa issues and whatnot, but it's, I mean, I'd assume AW and maybe something with Ethan yeah. page. That, that's what I would assume. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that, that's it. He, it concerns me with him because he feels like someone who could get lost in the shuffle there. Yeah. You know, like he, he is a great wrestler, but they got a lot of those. And so I, I worry about him with, with, with an AEW, but that would be the biggest payday of his career. So I, I hope he gets that. And I hope that I am wrong, but yeah, I, again, Josh Alexander against the Brian Danielson, uh, take my money right now. I think that would be an awesome match. Yeah. remember Jay lethal, uh, signing with AEW. <laughs> remember that? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I, all due respect to the, one of the best FTW title matches we've ever seen. Um, it, it's been pretty quiet on that front so far. I, I think the problem is like rampage, for some, like, I mean, some people still haven't seen Hook Russell because they just don't watch Rampage. Right. It's very easily skippable, you know? Like, yeah. it's on Friday night, and... They like, don't recap the time it Wednesday on Dynamite. No, and nothing... It doesn't feel like anything of relevance happens on it. You know, like, yeah. if you just went in to Revolution only watching Dynamite, I don't think you're like, oh, shit, what have I missed? That's what happened to me. I have, I have not seen a whole Hook match yet because me neither honestly yeah because yeah. it, it's not it, i mean look you can yeah you can go into the tsn app guess what the tsn app mostly sucks most of the time it's a, the replay stuff it's really hard even yeah. watching some of the documentaries and stuff it's really really hard it just would be so much easier to pvr it yes yeah um and for for chromecasting which is where, where i'm yeah. at the tsn both canadian apps are impossible oh with sports so many blue oh. jays games dropping out Man, I, I had quite the email exchange with the Sportsnet people after the, the Royal Rumble. I've, I've been yeah. told the problem's been fixed. So we'll, I we'll guess see. you'll find out on Saturday. Yeah, yeah well, we'll see Saturday morning if the, yeah. the problem has been fixed or not. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Until next time, cheers. Enjoy the